Hello and welcome to our Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy. John, I'm very grateful for the time you're investing coming on to the Urban Health Podcast. How are you, John? I'm very well, thank you. For the people who don't know who you are, can you please introduce yourself? Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm John. Um, I, I own um, Rigby Fit, um, so I'm a freelance personal trainer, um, mainly in West London. Uh, I've been operating here for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love weightlifting because it builds lean muscle mass. Um, why is that important? Um, building lean muscle mass um, is important because what it essentially does is it increases your metabolism. So um, by having much higher percentage of lean muscle, you're going to have a higher metabolic rate. So that means at rest, your body is going to be burning more calories at rest, which is essentially your basal metabolic rate. So so that's why increasing lean muscle is important. And this is done generally through um, strength training. Mm-hmm. And it also contributes to your overall lean body mass, um, which in turn increases your, your bone strength and bone density as well, which is obviously very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is weightlifting considered the most efficient fat-burning type of training rather than a cardio? Okay, so, um, yeah, cardio versus weight training for burning fat. Um, card- cardiovascular exercise mm-hmm. does burn a high amount of calories. Mm-hmm. Um, quite often, actually, more calories with- within that session than weight training. However, when you're exercising um, with weights, um, what it does, again, to your metabolism, it elevates your metabolism for longer. So as soon as you finished the weight training session, mm-hmm. you will continue to still burn calories. Whereas cardiovascular exercise, as soon as you've stopped having a run, you, you stop burning. So essentially, if you're doing a weight training session, um, your overall calorie burn throughout the day should be higher because of that elevated and extended um, metabolic hit. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, so you're a personal trainer yourself. Why is hiring a personal yeah. trainer important? Uh, why is it good form of important? So there's, there's, there's lots of reasons and I'm sure everybody has different reasons, but the main ones you could look at, um, one would be motivation. So a lot of my clients mm-hmm. um, see me because they need that extra motivation. They, they could go to the gym on their own, have a decent enough workout, but they, they know that they're, they're not fully motivated to get um, the best out of the time they spend in the gym. So they, they see a personal trainer and the personal trainer provides them with that extra motivation and push. Um, to get more out of the session. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also look at um, the trainer would set um, realistic and attainable goals for the clients. So goal setting is really important if you're trying to achieve something, um, whether it be a 10K run or improving your strength on a bench press or a flexibility, um, you need a plan. So a, a personal trainer will help you set up a progressive plan to attain those those goals. Um, they also help 
slightly be time effective. So you might only have 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, sometimes to do a session. So they can show you exactly what to do, what to do in that session to maximize um, your outcome. Um, they won't only just help work you within your one-on-one session. A good trainer should should tell you what to do on the other days of the week or when you're away at work or um, what to do nutrition-wise as well to help get get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. And form, coming to the form, yes. um, the main thing about correct form is, is really to prevent injuries, um, which obviously we all want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're lifting, especially with weight training, when you're lifting weights, especially when the weights start to get heavy, mm-hmm. um, it does put a lot of stress on your um, muscles and joints and connective tissues. So if you're not in the correct position and you come to, to perform the lift, then it, it's, it's much 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 higher risk of, of getting injured. So a trainer will, will uh, obviously be watching you very closely and make sure your form and technique is, is as perfect as can be. Mm-hmm. There are differences between the dynamic stretching and static stretching, and how does mm-hmm. that affect our strength and flexibility? Is there a time and a place for each? For sure. Um, dyna- dynamic stretches um, are essentially part of the warm-up. So prior to any exercise, any, exercise, mm-hmm. any activity, any sport, mm-hmm. you'll perform dynamic stretches first. I so see. these are generally move, moving actions. Uh, what I like to do with clients is, for example, let's say someone's going to be performing a push-up mm-hmm. or a bench press mm-hmm. to work their chest. I would get them to do um, mimic. You know, I'll get them to mimic the movement that they're going to do. So I get them to do some arm swings to really loosen up the muscles and joints in that area, and this helps helps to prevent injury. For instance, if you're if you're going to go for a game of tennis, mm-hmm. then dynamic stretches for tennis. Mm-hmm. Again, you'd want to look you'd want to look at mimicking the movements that you're going to perform throughout the tennis match. Mm-hmm. So you want to do um, some dynamic movements. If you're going to be doing some serves, you want to mimic that serve, and that's going to help loosen up your muscles and joints and help prevent you getting any injuries during the session. The static stretches, yeah. they they form they form part of the cool down. So this is a different type of stretch. It's it's a deep stretch. It's slow, and it's of a singular motion. Um, so let's say you're going to stretch your quadriceps. This would be holding the foot, bringing the heel up to your glutes, and you would get a deep stretch into your into your quadriceps. And this this t- static stretch is held for a number of seconds, um, and this will help you cool down and again prevent in, any injury. Um, stretching in terms of helping to improve strength and the flexibility. Um, yeah. For flexibility, obviously, the longer this developmental um, stretching, mm-hmm. which will really help um, flexibility. So, um, to improve your flexibility, you need to do as much static stretching um, as you can. Really, mm-hmm. um, this can be aided with foam rollers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to strength, stretching does 
help you get stronger, but it's it's indirectly. Mm-hmm. So basically, the more supple and flexible you can be, the greater range of motion you're going to have uh, in that particular movement. Mm-hmm. So that means when you're when you're lifting over a greater range of movement pattern, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to have an increase in muscle fiber recruitment. So that that all adds up to you being able to perform better with your lift, lift heavier, more reps, and get stronger. Mm-hmm. So in a gym training, when would you recommend people to uh, do the static stretching? In the gym, st- static stretching you want to do as part of your cool down. So it will be at the end of the session. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think uh, men and women train differently? Um, well, it's, it, it's not generally true to say men and women should train different. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be really looked at as everyone should train to their strengths. It, it is true that men can develop muscle easier mm-hmm. uh, and generally can, can lift a greater amount of weight and a higher volume. However, that's, that's not true for everyone. Um, you know, there's women that can obviously lift and do more than some men. Mm-hmm. So they can do the same workouts, mm-hmm. but it should be looked at everyone as an individual and everyone's got a different body type of course, yes. and performs different. So, mm-hmm. so everyone should look to try and train to their strengths. And everyone can do the same, the same type of workouts. You know, the guys can go and do yoga and pilates, and the girls can hit the weights. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh huh. So everyone is raving about the hit training, but some complain that it makes them really hungry. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this one's this one's a bit of a strange one. I do train people mm-hmm. who say that you know exercise, especially high intensity training exercise like hit training, mm-hmm. does make them feel hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. However, there are studies that actually show men and women find that hit training actually suppresses their appetite as well. So there's kind of both sides to this. Hit, hit training is essentially a very um, a very high calorie burn type of exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates what's called an afterburn effect. Yeah. So this is where you perform you perform a, a high a period of high intensity followed by a recovery period. Mm-hmm. So in that recovery period, your bo- your body is burning calories to try and restore itself back to a resting state. Um, so in terms of people feeling uh, hungry after this type of session, then yes, it, it could be possible that they have burned so many calories in that session mm-hmm. that they feel hungry. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to maybe look at the whole day as a whole. Um, have they eaten enough calories throughout the day? Mm-hmm. Um, have they had um, a pre pre workout meal or not? So there is there, there's two sides that you know. Yes, some people do. Um, yeah, hungry feeling, mm-hmm. but other people actually find themselves the appetite suppressed afterwards. Mm-hmm. How should we cleverly use carbs to aid strength and burn fat? So, carb, yeah, carbohydrates are are very important. So, if we go for burning fat, um, it's all about choosing the right type of carbohydrates. Um, there's what's called 
resistant starch carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. uh, this is found in, in foods such as oats, beans, mm -hmm. um, whole grains, mm -hmm. um, green bananas, so not uh, overripe bananas. Mm -hmm. um, also, interestingly, rice and potatoes have uh -huh. this type of resistant starch. Mm -hmm. um, but with these two, with rice and potatoes, it's it's shown that the resistant starch increases after the food's been cooked and then cooled down. But this particular type of carbohydrate, mm -hmm. it's resistant to digestion in the stomach and small intestine. Mm -hmm. So um, it helps keep you feel, feel full. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually less calories than normal starch. Uh, so two calories to four. Mm -hmm. um, it helps reduce your blood sugar. Um, it helps with energy. It helps decrease um, bad cholesterol and stress. Mm -hmm. So um, this is quite an important carbohydrate um, in terms of in terms of burning fat. Um, when it comes to carbohydrates for strength, mm -hmm. um, if you're looking to build build muscle and you know lean tissue. Then of course you need to you need to consume protein, which is going to help rebuild damaged tissues. But also you need to feed your muscles with with carbohydrates. So your body will convert carbohydrates into glucose, which mm -hmm. is going to be used as energy. Um, so your muscles need to need to fill up with glucose. Um, it's also important on the times of day. Mm -hmm. with the carbohydrates. So generally, you'd want to have your more starchy, complex carbohydrates earlier in the day um, or before training. Um, after training, is good to have your sugary type of carbohydrate, mm -hmm. which is going to get absorbed by the body um, quite quickly and used up. So carbohydrates are very important for both fat burning and improving strength. Mm -hmm. uh, so move, uh, moving back to training, um, can you please tell okay. us the signs of overtraining? Is there is there a such thing? <laughs> there is, yeah. It's it is an important thing to be aware of. Um, you can feel many things if you if you do start to overtrain. Mm -hmm. um, you can feel a decrease in your performance. So this can be such as your actual training performance. Mm -hmm. You can feel a, a drop in, 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 uh, in what you're doing, but also maybe performance at work as well. Um, things with fatigue, your fatigue can increase mm -hmm. um, with overtraining. You can develop mood swings and also get agitated. Mm -hmm. um, restless sleep is another. Sometimes maybe, maybe even insomnia. If uh, if you are really in overtraining mm -hmm. and a decrease in your appetite, also to be aware of that you're more likely to pick up uh, nagging injuries or even chronic injuries as well if you do start overtraining. Uh huh. So a lot of our clients are London busy executive. Can you give us a, a brief rundown of routines people can carry out in their hotel rooms, for example? So yeah, hotel hotel routines can be. You can create all sorts of routines. Generally, there would be body weight exercises. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't want to have to go away, obviously carrying an extra suitcase with dumbbells around. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's absolutely fine just to perform bodyweight exercises. Um, so such things as push-ups, now you can do a different range of type of push-ups. You can do standard flat push-ups. Mm-hmm. You can do decline push-ups mm-hmm. or incline push-ups. So this is when you'd either have your hands elevated or your feet elevated. Um, and again, with a simple push-up, you can create all different types depending on your hand position as well. You can do close push-ups to work the triceps more. You can perform wide push-ups to hit the chest more. Um, you can do tricep dips off the end of the bed or a chair. Mm-hmm. Squats. There's, there's so many different types of squats you can do. You can yeah. do a basic squat. all depends on your actual um, ability, but you can do general static squats mm-hmm. and progress this into into more explosive dynamic squat jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, lunges, walking lunges, mm-hmm. um, all different types of planks to work the core. Mm-hmm. Obviously all very important that you're doing you're doing good technique. Yes. Um, exercises like mountain climbers, star jumps. You can then also use a tricky one people find and ask me is is to work their back because obviously that's that's a pulling exercise Mm -hmm. and there's probably not going to be a a bar rigged up in the hotel room for you to do some (laughs) pull-ups so what you can actually do is use your suitcase and your luggage to perform some type of bent over row Mm -hmm. you can also use your case to do some shoulder presses Mm -hmm. um the list can go on and on but you'd probably want to you'd probably want to look at maybe picking maybe just three, four or five different bodyweight exercises that mm-hmm. hit different areas of the body mm-hmm. and turn it into a bit of a circuit. Or if, if you can, if you're able to, um, in terms of your, your ability, you could turn it into like a hit training session and maybe just spend 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes maximum just doing a little workout. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so uh, can you please um, tell us where you're based again and how people can get, get in touch with you? So yeah, I'm based in, I'm based in West London, uh, actually in Notting Hill mm-hmm. um, and the surrounding area. Um, so you can contact me via my website, mm-hmm. which is www.rigbyfit.com. So that's spelled R-I-G-B-Y fit. Uh-huh. Um, I'm on Instagram at yes. rigbyfit mm-hmm. and the email is rigbyfit at gmail.com um, so that's all on the website as well including the phone number great uh, thank you so much John uh, sharing thank your you. inspiring insights and helping urban yeah. health in keeping busy people healthy thank you you're very welcome